Hey, welcome to June 1st, 2020. That means it's the beginning of Pride Month. And what a weird Pride Month it is here on Queer Yep, it's weird. Uh, starting out again, not a sound producer. And no McG, because he is still sick. Again, not COVID sick, just sick. Um, it might be a few more days before he is well enough to produce again and be on the show, but I know everyone misses him, and we hope he feels better soon, and hopefully, I mean, you know, my mom loves my podcast, and so she says that yesterday sounded really good, so hopefully today sounds really good, but like I said, it's my mom. My mom loves my podcast. She's uh, biased. Um, yeah, so it is Pride Month, and it is going to look very different this year, obviously, since we are all quarantined and stuck inside and just cabin fever and everything. And we are also in the middle of the next Great Depression. And we are smack dab right in, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if I would call it the middle. It, we're just in uh, riots and protests about the murder of George Floyd. Um, and in a smaller, maybe not a smaller example, but um, like a very tangible example about how, how systemic racism exists and like how it comes out. There's the debacle of a white woman calling the police and saying a black man was trying to attack her when um, Christian Cooper was only telling her to put a leash on her dog because the law explicitly states that dogs must be leashed in New York Central Park. And so he tried to put a leash on the dog and she called the cops saying repeatedly that, either, I can't remember if it was a black man or an African-American man, but either way, a black man was trying to attack her or something like that over and over. I mean, she said it so many times in this 911 call. And so that is just a clear example of how this is systemic racism can come out in these seemingly small little ways. And then the murder of George Floyd shows how these small little ways inside of us then burst out in awful ways, especially when you are given a position of power and a feeling of superiority, I suppose. I mean, I guess with systemic racism comes a, an innate uh, feeling of superiority, I guess. But um, I, when it comes to having weapons and thinking you're superior and having a system that tells white people they're inherently better than other races. Uh, yeah. So pride comes in the middle of that. Uh, um, and that's, you know, that's LGBTQ plus pride. Um, there are other prides, you know, you know, black pride and, you know, that sort of thing. So right now, for me anyway, it kind of feels weird to celebrate or really kind of even talk about um, LGBT pride right now. Um, I'm trying to fit it into 
the the world as it is right now, the way the world as it is coming to be shown, I guess is what I'm saying. The the world as it always has been but now is being exposed, I suppose. So it is Pride Month and this is a queer history podcast and this is, you know, for you know, queer history pride has been going on for so long. And so fitting this into such turmoil, I guess, and and things that feel like they shouldn't be celebrated, you know, they should be, you know, we're condemning them and yelling about them, setting things on fire, that kind of thing. Um, So I'm trying to fit that into the purview of our podcast because I don't want to um, pretend it's not there or seem like I'm ignoring it or like, you know, just you know, acknowledging it and moving on. Uh, so I was thinking, um, I was thinking we should take into consideration, um, the fact that trans women of color are in an invisible genocide created by systemic racism and systemic homophobia. Um, so I'm thinking I might take a few minutes every day this month to profile someone in the black community probably a trans woman of color who was murdered for their sexuality and their race and it is important i want everyone to understand that this is all brought on by police brutality leading to the murder of george floyd so please do not take this as me trying to say oh well of course they're playing paying attention to this guy even though queer people are being killed every day whatever that is absolutely not what this is. This is a supplement, if anything. This is showing that it happens and no one's paying attention to it. And now we are finally, you know, being, it's being brought to our attention, finally, really, on a really big scale. So, you know, it's being brought to everyone's attention. This is part of bringing it to attention. So if anyone has a problem, if anyone finds that offensive, please let me know. I am not trying to ride uh, George Floyd's coattails. I am not trying to, like, not capitalize. I'm not making money, but, like, I'm not trying to force an issue out there because it's convenient because a, a man has been killed. Yeah, so that's not... That is, that's an idea that I had that could tie in the systemic, just everything going on. Um, Like I said, I am absolutely open to anyone telling me that it's offensive and I should not do it. Um, So I don't have a profile today because I just, I don't know, I I just thought of it Um, before. And it's also 9 o'clock my time, p.m., and I need to get this out because it's the first. Um, So I didn't, hmm. I might, if I can't, if I have time, I will come out with a supplemental episode tonight, maybe. Um, But this episode's already going to be kind of long because I already have two stories. And then it hit me like, oh, I should do this thing when I'd already had the episode written and it's already... I've already been talking for eight minutes. So, um, 
I don't know if this is going to happen the whole month. I, I don't want to focus on positive things and ignore the negative things. Like for, you know, for pride, it just, I, I was like, oh, right. I want to talk about all these positive things, but also negative. There are negative things that are very important to discuss. And I don't want to just not discuss those because I want to be happy in pride month or whatever. So I'm thinking every, I don't know if it'll be every day. But anytime there's a very, very important negative thing and a very, very important positive thing, or maybe not even, I'm going to try and do a negative and a positive is what I'm saying. So um, I'm going to try not to be like terribly negative. I don't know. Uh, so today, my first story, we're talking about the founding of the Moral Majority, which was a group founded in 1979 by Jerry Falwell and a few other people who I don't think matter all that much. Uh, their names don't come up very much. Um, and Jerry Falwell, I have talked about him several times. I've said I'm going to profile him several times. Has not happened yet. When I do profile him, it will be on the Patreon, so you will have to check it out there. Um, the Moral Majority was uh, kind of the southern-based part of the Christian right. And, I mean, they expanded, expanded, expanded far beyond uh, the South, but they were based in, the, like, their, you know, headquarters was in the South. Uh, it stemmed from a rally that Jerry Falwell had in front of the U.S. Capitol called I Love America, uh, in which he complained about abortion gay rights, pornography, men with long hair, women in pantsuits, feminists, and accidentally Catholics and Jews. Uh, when he tried to get them both on his side, he, boy, did he stick his foot in his mouth. Um, when he formally formed the Moral Majority, uh, he then took his I Love America rallies on tour, gained a lot of popularity from conservative Christians who felt like they were being attacked by things like, you know equal rights and all that kind of thing. Um, so the point of the moral majority was like an experiment in towing the line between the separation of church and state. They had lobbyists and they had legal defense funds, political action groups. They called for prayer in schools and they rigged and overwhelmed elections so that liberal candidates couldn't be elected. Uh, they especially focused on anti-LGBT legislation. They never came out, as far as I can see, or at least Jerry Falwell didn't come out and specifically say anything about LGBT, that kind of thing. He called it uh, anti-family, I think, and like pro-family are the words he would use, and it was just understood what those meant. Um and I think I'll, I think moral majority, it's, it's such a big topic. So like I say this all the time, but I'm going to have to go into it deeper when I have enough time. That'll probably, I don't know, might have a whole episode about it. And I would like to not put that in the Patreon, but it fell apart officially in 1989 in Vegas of all places. And, um, from what I've seen, most, um, scholars, I guess, believe that, um, fell apart because it, it wasn't receiving donations, it wasn't receiving the backing, and it was probably because the country felt like um, having had such a forcefully Christian president for four years, meaning Reagan, Reagan was a huge fan of them, uh, 
it had made the country less vulnerable to the queers and abortionists and Catholics and Jews and man buns and Hillary Clinton's wardrobe. And so they just didn't feel like something like the moral majority was necessary anymore. So it was disbanded, and that doesn't mean we should pretend it went away or that everything is hunky-dory now, We, as we know. Yeah. So, Jerry Falwell, 1979, moral majority. Better off without it, but it's been just replaced by stuff. So this is my happy one now. Let's get away from Jerry Falwell. We're going to talk about gay days at Disney. And uh, this, the very first one was in 1991, and it's held the first Saturday in June every year. I guess I shouldn't say it. it uh, the first few years, it was an it, but now it's they. So it's about a week now. Um, it's usually, it usually starts the first Saturday in June. This year, it has been rescheduled to October 27th through November 2nd, which um, October is... So June is Pride Month, October is History Month. So I imagine they put it in there for History Month. Um, and so during this, it's, you know, just anyone who's queer goes to Disney World. And I used to think it was free. Um, it's not free. It is not sponsored by Disney. It's not sanctioned by Disney. Uh, it's just um, you buy tickets which are expensive, and then you buy a room in a hotel, which is also really expensive, and then you wear red. Um, everyone wears red for visibility and solidarity. Um, and, yeah, you just go to Disney World, you hang out, you have fun. Um, Disney was originally kind of against it, though. It was um, never... It's never been sanctioned. It's never been an official event. Um, but... Disney was still, and I think is still, kind of protested by conservative Christian groups for allowing it to happen. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? Are you just going to, like, kick out the gays? Like, I don't know. They used to have signs out front warning visitors that there would be a large number of gay people there that day. Uh, those signs aren't there anymore. Uh, but it, it also used to be the cast members were kind of told to, like, you know, be kind of not super, you know, okay with it, I guess, kind of. Um, but they no longer put out the signs. They no longer discourage it. But they don't host the activities. They are not officially sanctioned. Uh, Disney instructs their cast members to treat it like any other day. Um, I guess I should say cast members, um, that's what Disney calls their employees. So if you work at Disney, no matter what, even if you're just like a janitor or whatever, you're a cast member. That's what they call you. Um, and I have I always wanted to be the Blue Fairy. I don't know why. I mean, the Blue Fairy was never like... I mean, the Blue Fairy is just like this small little part of Pinocchio. But I love Pinocchio. It's the reason I'm terrified of whales. And the Blue Fairy opens the parade. I think, I think it's every night. The parade before the fireworks. And she's just so, like, graceful and pretty. And she's got that pretty little wand thing. And... Yeah, I just always wanted to be the Blue Fairy. <laughs> I don't know. But I also hear that being a cast member is horrible. And I'm not denigrating you, Disney. Please don't sue me. I'm just, from what I have read, and I've also had a friend who worked there for a month, maybe, and left because they did not like the atmosphere, I suppose. Um, again, that is one person, Disney. Please do not sue me. So, um, the organizers of gay, I think it's, 
there's, it's officially a thing now. It used to be just a group of friends got together and then more and more people would get together and now it's a, an official thing. I think it's just called Gay Days. Um, it's at, but it's at Disney and it's like kind of everywhere now in Orlando. And when I say Disney, I should say Disney World. That's the Florida one. Disneyland is in California. I've been to land, haven't been to world. I would love to go. Maybe I'll go this year. Hey, everybody donate to the Patreon so we can go to gay days this year. That'd be so great. Uh, yeah. So what was I saying? Oh, so yeah, the organizers do think that the gay days events have like pushed Disney to treat its queer employees and guests better, or at least different to like acknowledge them, you know, like, so they're no longer putting out signs saying like these people are terrible, stay away from them, that kind of thing. Um, Disney, I have heard, has um, started treating its queer employees, um, I don't know, better. It's just, I don't know that, I don't know. Disney has had its ups and downs in the past, and you can criticize it, or you can laud it, it like, it's just all sorts of, you know. So, there's that. Um, and Gay Days has no official theme song, but I strongly suspect that Frozen, one of, one of two songs from Frozen, I believe is going to probably, if, if they ever get an official song, it's going to be, uh, either Let It Go from Frozen 1 or Show Yourself from Frozen 2. And if I were to guess, I would think it would be Show Yourself because, um, for a long time, Let It Go was, um, our, well, maybe not our anthem. It, it was, um, like a lesbian anthem. I think it was accepted as like, just kind of like brought in and, um, cause it just, it's just so, I can just, I've never seen Frozen. I've never seen either of them, but I can absolutely see how Elsa, from what I know of the story and from what I know of the songs, is this strong character who, you know, the the cold never bothered me anyway, you know, like, let it go, you know, and I know that she's hiding some stuff, you know, like, she's using that as, like, a, a smokescreen a little bit, uh, from what I know of the movies I've never seen, but they, I can, I can see it, I can see it, um, uh, but Show Yourself in Frozen 2 has pretty much replaced Let It Go, Show Yourself is, um, it's, so Let It Go is kind of the defiant coming out anthem, you know, like, um, I don't care what they're going to say, let it go, the cold never bothered me anyway. So it's like, you know, when you first come out and you're like, screw all of you haters and you're gonna have to brush a few people off your back and that stinks and you maybe you gotta kind of put up like an ice, you know, uh, ice kingdom, I guess, around your heart for a little bit because you're gonna, a lot of people lose, you know, friends and family when they first come out, but it's that defiant, like, I'm out, I don't care what you think, you know, I'll find my real family, that kind of thing. Um, whereas, uh, show yourself its lyrics, it's, it's less the defiant and more triumphant coming out anthem, I would say. So, um, let it go is sort of when you first come out of the closet. Show yourself is like after you've kind of become truly comfortable in who you are and you're starting to find love. So it's, it's on like that, 
not, I don't want to say teetering ledge, but it's like that feeling where like, you know who you are and, and you're like finding love for the first time, I guess, kind of. And the only really like questioning part of the song, the only part that like she's unsure of is, you know, are you the one is what is one of the lyrics, that kind of thing. Um, and so I, yeah, I can kind of find, I see why this one is starting to become more of the anthem. Um, just because we're, I feel like as a, as a whole, we're trying to move away from the, like, we're here in your face and suck it type thing and more into the love type of thing, you know, like the, we're going to love each other. We're going to, you know, if we have to shake some people off, we're going to find our real family. And then, you know, the, the, the dream is to find love, you know, and, and to experience what this song is saying, basically. Um, it's, it's very like the, the, the chorus is very powerful. Uh, like the lyrics are show yourself, step into the power throw yourself into something new, that kind of thing. All those, all those kind of, it's really great. Um, so I was thinking that, um, again, I don't have the outro music from Mick G. So I was thinking I would, um, play out, play myself out, Piano Cat, with, uh, just like a little snippet of the song, um, since I have used it for co comment and criticism and that kind of thing, I believe it's fair use. Um, come at me. Don't come at me. Um, but yeah, I wanted to p play just a little snippet, probably the... the uh, what, oh my gosh, words. <sighs> chorus. <laughs> I, I took choir and everything. Uh, probably the chorus, um, just to... So you can see for yourself and like kind of maybe decide, you know, like is is cat, you know, onto something? Is she stupid? You know, whatever. So um, I'm going to do that at the end. Um, right now I'm going to do. Mickey would do social media right now. Yeah. So if you would like to like us, we would like you a lot, as he says. You can like us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is Queer All Year. Um, you can join our Facebook group, which is the Queer All Year Mafia, and you can talk with people in there. Uh, that's probably where you can best go to talk about, like, Cat doesn't know what she's talking about when it comes to pride parades and marches and stuff, or maybe you like the moral majority and I'm a terrible person or something, or know more about Disney days, that sort of thing. Go out there and talk about that. Uh, if you could give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to us, that would be awesome. Tell your friends about us. Tell your cats and dogs about us. Tell your dog I said hi. And let's see, what else? Oh, Twitter and Instagram. We are Queer All Year Pod. You can go out to Patreon. And I don't think that has a pod on the end. Patreon.com slash Queer All Year. You can get bonus episodes, uh, ringtone, videos of McGee and me before we start recording, except 
It's just me now, so there's no videos. Uh, you can email us at hello at queerallyearpod.lgbt if you feel so inclined. And we, well, there may or may not be some stuff going on for the True Crime Podcast Festival coming up. It was scheduled for July 11th, but it has been postponed kind of indefinitely, but there may be some virtual stuff happening. So I will keep you, what is the word, posted on that. I have an English degree, y'all. I remember words. All right. And so, as always, as we end, I have advice from a unicorn. The unicorn today, June 1st, 2020, says, stay active. Your future self will thank you. And I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't know if I stayed active when I was younger, but my back and my knees and my head, everything just hurt. So maybe I should have been more active. So be active, stay active try and not do things that hurt your knees a lot. Yeah, that kind of thing. So that's the unicorn's advice. Have an awesome pride month. Try to go out and find out what you can do for the world. If there is anything, you know, ask. People always, you know, want to hear that people are asking to help. And just remember that wherever you are is exactly where the universe wants you to be. Bye.